one. Well, it's finally here. The World Series is upon us, and Bryce Harper will finally get a chance to win one for DC. Oh, that's right. Nationals and Astros, we're talking about it. Good afternoon, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Nick Drago. Today on the show, if you were to tell me the Nationals were making it to the World Series this year, I would have slapped you silly in the face a couple of months ago, but here we are, and they're here. We're going to talk World Series. We're going to talk NFL football, and of course, we got to talk hockey and preview basketball with some uh, interesting statistics. Stick with us, because sports, sports, sports starts now. Hello and welcome to Sports 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 with Nick Drago, that's me. For those of you that are new to the program, howdy, hi, hello, I'm Nick, this is my show, this is where I sit. Uh, basically we recap all the sports news and information from the previous week while talking about what we're going to talk about in the next week. We're going to look ahead to a few things and talk about them. Does that make sense? I don't know, don't care, that's how this show works. All right. I don't know about you, but I had a pretty good weekend, hung out with my folks, we uh, went to a cider festival, I feel all amped up for apples, it was great, it was a good time, uh, but I want to talk I want to talk baseball, because I had a sad weekend, uh, last I'm a big New York Yankees fan, as my boy uh, Whitey Ford here will tell you, and um, they didn't win, they blew it, or all this Chapman blew it, and it happens. I'm going to cry. I don't want to talk about this. No, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. We can talk. Can we talk about this? It's too soon. I don't want to talk about it. All right. Let's, uh, why don't we just, let's, World Series. Let's, let's talk about that instead. <clears throat> Astros and Nats are facing off in what may go down as the biggest pitching duel in postseason history. And I'm not just exaggerating that. Yes, yes, I'm aware that I do do that from time to time. But let's just take a look at these stats. For the Astros... Uh, I'm sorry, for the Nationals, you have Strasburg, Scherzer, Corbin. Each one of them had over had double-digit wins and single-digit losses. Strasburg was 18-6 and six with a 3.32 ERA. All three of them have, over, have a war of over five. You got 12 All-Star games, three Cy Youngs, and an ERA title. You wouldn't believe it, but it's actually a new uh, Anibal Sanchez uh, out of all of those. But that's not the point. The point is, is that this is a pretty formidable, formidable pitching staff that could stand up to the Astros' combination of Goal, Verlander, and Granke. Each one of them has a war of over six. Pretty darn high, if you ask me. Between the Astros' pitching staff, you have 17 All-Star games, four ERA titles, an MVP, two Cy Youngs, and possibly a third, depending on how things shake out for either Cole or Verlander. Uh, so... You know what? Those, to me, are some pretty screaming good stats. And with numbers like that, you have to believe that this could be a pretty wild series. Um, <clears throat> the Nationals have never made it this deep in the postseason. Their history, uh, in their postseason history, sorry. Uh, well, the Astros, they've become perennial contenders. 
Uh, the Nats recently lost a future Hall of Famer in Bryce Harper, while the Astros are chuck full of Hall of Fame talent. Unfortunately for the Nationals, I don't believe they have the hitting power to upset the Houston Astros. This same Houston team led the league in, well, they had the least strikeouts and the best of everything else outside of home runs. Let's not get too hasty. Washington's pulled off an upset already. There is potential for more. And yes, I suppose when you say that, you could be right, Jimmy. You never really know in the postseason. That's what makes this time of year so beautiful. Me, personally, I'm going with short stuff Altuve to lead the Astros to victory, as much as that hurts me as a Yankee fan to say. And with that, NFL has hit Week 7. Can you believe how far into this thing we are already? I mean, we're kind of starting to barrel towards Thanksgiving, and then the playoffs, and then the Super Bowl, and then we can start the whole cycle over, because I don't really care what the Jets do at this point. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, realistically, though... Uh, it's not looking bright for them, but uh, a lot of games to recap this weekend, so let's get into that. All right, friends, let's talk NFL football. A lot of games uh, this past weekend. Let's start with the Chiefs and Broncos. You've probably already seen this, but Pat Mahomes is Pat Ma injured. We're going to get into this in a little bit, but just remember that. Kansas City was up 20-6 to at halftime. Matt Moore stepped in. Help the team out, and the Chiefs continue rolling. They win that one 30-6. Packers and, I'm sorry, Dolphins and Bills with a tough one today. Bills getting out on top 31-21. They were not looking so hot until they scored 22 points in the fourth quarter. Ryan Fitzpatrick, 282 yards. Colts and Texans. Colts walked away with this one uh, 30 to 23, Jacoby Brissett had a pretty good day game, four rushing touchdowns, uh, two of those went to Pascal, one to T.Y. Hilton. Uh, next up, Vikings, they killed the Lions 42-30, to 30. Uh, Kirk Cousins had a pretty good game himself, four TDs, two for uh, Cook rushing it in, he also had 142 yards rushing. Uh, the next game we have here, Rams and Falcons with the Rams uh, really crushing this one. Uh, uh, um, Matt Ryan was injured, and, and Schaub didn't even know this guy was still playing. Matt Schaub stepped in. Uh, hopefully uh, hopefully a speedy recovery for Ryan because I have both him and Pat Mahomes on my fantasy team. But it's okay. It's okay. No worries. No worries at all. Jags and Bengals. Min Shaw does it again. Jaguars go ahead and win this one. 27 217. Poor Bengals. 0 and 7. Come on, guys. Uh, 49ers continue their undefeated run. I'm still scratching my head on how this team's undefeated. They only scored nine points today, and they shut out the Redskins. <laughs> I don't, I have nothing else to say about that. Raiders, Packers. I almost jumped the gun on this one. Uh, Packers go ahead and win this. 60, uh, 61. Wow. They're 6 and 1. That's where that came from. 42 to 24. Of course, Mr. Incredible. Uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers does it again, 425, 29 yards, five touchdowns, touchdowns, five touchdowns, including one of himself, he ran one in for himself, so, way to go, Aaron Rodgers, Cardinals get the best of the Giants, 27 to 21, that new era in MetLife Stadium hasn't started quite yet for the Giants, there's still hope for the Jets, maybe, maybe if they could beat the Patriots on Monday, 
Titans and Chargers. Titans get this one 23-20. to This was a pretty darn close game. Um, uh, Titans ended up winning it late um, after a nice little... Uh, Nice little rally by the Chargers. It just didn't go their way. Saints and Bears. Saints win this one, 36-25. And the Bears lose again. That's got to hurt. Ravens and Seahawks. Their win, their, <clears throat> that game's over now. It's over. Uh, Russell Wilson could not get done against the Ravens. And instead, they end up losing 30-16. Jackson had a, a pretty decent good game for himself. An interception for uh, Russell. And so that's the end of that. Eagles and Cowboys playing tonight. Two, three, and three teams desperate for a win. Cowboys have lost their last three. And uh, they are favored to win this one. The Eagles didn't look so hot last week. Uh, they lost to, um, oh my gosh, I should know this. I live in Philadelphia. They lost to a team whose name I can't currently remember. Who the hell did they lose to last week? Oh my gosh. Let's just do this. Let's click right on the Eagles here. Here we go. Don't mind us. We're just uh, we're just perusing through. No, that was uh, that's upcoming games. Oh yeah, they lost to the Vikings. Yeah, that was brutal. You're not supposed to lose to the Vikings, guys. And then uh, after that, you got the Patriots and Jets playing Monday. Like I said, Jets are desperate for a win here. They started the season 0-4. Finally won against the Cowboys last week. And uh, now that Sam Darnold's back, CJ Mosley's back, you might have an actual game against Tom Brady. Who is, they're the best, but like, that's not saying much because the league doesn't really look all that great right now. Oh, and uh, let's take a look at those standings. There they are. Standings. I know, I usually don't click through on the computer like this, so sorry about that. All right, taking a look at the standings. AFC Patriots on top, undefeated, still 6 nothing. Uh, Bills are up 5-1. They uh, The Jets are 1-4. And, and the Dolphins 0-6, just with that early, uh, early season bye. Um, they've only scored 63 points. Actually, they've scored just as many points as the Dolphins. <clears throat> That's really sad. It's really sad. Patriots has only let up 48 points. So I'm just, it's just a recipe for disaster, honestly. Uh, Ravens and, uh, the Ravens are four and two, uh, leading the way in the AFC North. Browns and Steelers are two and four. Bengals 0 and seven. In the AFC South, the Colts are four and two. Uh, Texans right behind them, chomping at their heels at four and three. And then the Jags and Titans. Uh, Jaguars are having a better, they're three and one in their last, in their last four weeks. So, um, they're having a better time of it. Maybe they can make some real noise. It's still close. Uh, AFC West, you got the Chiefs on top five and two, followed by the Raiders at three and three, Broncos at two and five, and the Chargers at two and five. Chargers, three in a row, guys. Come on, you stink. Uh, if the season were to end today, your teams would be the Patriots, Ravens, Colts, and Chiefs, uh, the two wildcard teams would actually be the Texans and the Bills. Uh, the Bills would get into the playoffs. Wow. Uh, either way, Patriots are the best team out there right now, especially with Pat Mahomes injured in the FC. So I'm, I'm still thinking they're, they're my top pick right now if, uh, if they, we were about to break out into a Super Bowl at this moment. NFC East right now, as I am recording this, the Cowboys and Eagles are tied. Uh, Cowboys, like I said, lost their last three. They were 3-0. and oh. They started the season 3-0. and oh, Now they're 3-3. Three and three. Uh, Whoever wins tonight will gain control of the NFC East. Giants are 2-5. and five. Redskins are 1-6. and six. 
The only one they've beaten, by the way, is Miami, who still has not won a game. Bengals, I'm sorry, Packers. I was thinking of other undefeated teams, so I said Bengals. Packers are six and one, five and two are the Vikings, and the Bears are three and two, and then you have the Lions at two and three. So pretty close division right there. NFC South, you have the Saints, Panthers, Bucks, and then the Falcons. Saints are five and one, Panthers four and two, and then the Bucks and the Falcons are two four and one six. Falcons won Week One, right? No, I'm sorry. They lost. They uh, they lost week one. They won. They were one and one, and now they they lost five straight. 49ers stay undefeated. Seahawks right behind them at five and one. They've won their last three games in a row. So have the Cardinals, by the way, were three three and one, but they're in last place in this division. Rams are four and three. So pretty close division, really. You got some stellar teams sitting around in there. Uh, for the NFC, if the playoffs were to end or begin right now, uh, your playoff teams would include whoever wins the Cowboys Eagles game tonight. Uh, you'd have the Packers, the Saints, and the 49ers as your division leaders. Your two wild card teams would be the Vikings at five and two, and the Seahawks at five and one. Which is again why this Cowboys Eagles game is so important. I cannot wait to wake up tomorrow and find out what happened because those games are just so darn late. Now nah, I'm just kidding. I'll still be up recording and watching. Now, as many of you may be aware, uh, I moonlight as a physical therapist. So yes, I, I am indeed a doctor of physical therapy. And yes, I also know that that is a scary thought for you who only hear me talk about sports all the time. But believe me, I do know some other things too. So I want to talk about the Pat Mahomes injury. I told you we were going to get into this. So Pat Mahomes, uh, there is this whole back and forth this weekend. Will he still be able to play? Will he not? be able to play right now he's not ruled out for for the next few weeks but it's very likely that he will not return to play for a month now something like this so, so just you know what i'm going to give you a background first on a patellar dislocation so here is a nice little picture of what the kneecap looks like so i'm going to use my mouse here just so you can see this here is your patella for those of you watching our youtube channel if you're listening to the podcast that's okay uh, you know what i'll even give you of a, a, a description touch your kneecap that right there as that's your patella that can dislocate it's essentially uh think of it like a pulley right it's attached between two different ligaments and it helps uh creates a fulcrum at your knee so uh, when this little guy gets dislocated, it can end up going uh, outward. So for those who can see our screen, you can see how it's kind of kicked out to the side. There's no, um, there's no, it's it's just held together by ligaments. It's just a small bone. Um, so what happens in a case like this is that the ligaments around it become overstretched. And so one of the things you need to do is start strengthening up that muscle tissue again. And you might be thinking, Pat Mahomes is already pretty darn strong. Yes, he is. But in overstretch like this, you probably have damage to the ligaments and some of the local tissue. Um, they'll be doing some soft tissue work with him. So soft tissue mobilization like massage. Um, or if you're, you know, you're into some really crazy tools. I, I personally really like Graston tools. If you don't know what those are, look them up. They're pretty darn cool. Um, so, so really, if you look at an x-ray, this gives you a pretty good view of a um, patellar dislocation. See, this is your kneecap here, for those watching on YouTube. This is where it should be, right? We get the idea, right? It's dislocated. Something like this could take up to eight weeks before he is feeling 100%. That doesn't mean he won't play for eight weeks. Knowing Pat Mahomes, which I know on a personal level, sure. 
I can lie about that, right? There's a good chance he'll be back in three. Maybe sooner, but really three weeks seems to me like that's where he should be. However, like I said, eight weeks until he might be feeling 100% in those knees. You know that opposing players are going to go after him, specifically the knee. You know that... uh he may not come back the same player. At least it's not his arm. He should still be able to throw, although you do need your legs a little bit when it comes to throwing or running, uh, perhaps. So you might not see as many running plays from him either for those first, you know, first week or two. By six weeks, I would imagine, by four, by four weeks, he should be playing again. By six weeks, he'll be feeling pretty good. And by eight weeks, he'll be back to 100%. Eight weeks from now, you're talking the start of playoffs. Chiefs are pretty much a lock to get in as long as uh, they don't utterly choke without Mahomes there. Um, so there's still hope, Chiefs fans. Just don't worry about having the best record. Just worry about beating the Patriots in the playoffs because that's what everybody in America wants you to do. And let's head to our first commercial break. I hope you enjoyed the show so far, and I hope you enjoy what we're going to talk about next, because we got some hockey, and we got some basketball. We're getting you some statistics, some measures, some predictions for the NBA season. It starts this week. I hope you're as excited as I I'm not really excited, but I hope you're excited, so one of us can be. Stick with us, friends. Sports, sports, sports. We will be right Kid eating big cake, the NHL season has been robust. Lots of high fighting, big slapping, fighting hockey teams. It, I just like the fighting, apparently. Now, a lot of uh, a lot of crazy stuff's been happening so far this season. A lot of games uh, went on over the last two days, and I want to talk about them right now. Here's some of this weekend's hockey games. Devils beat the Canucks 1-0. Uh, these are on Saturday, by the way. Canadians get the win over the Blues 5-2. Islanders beat the Blue Jackets in overtime 3-2. Islanders are now 5-3 on the season. Golden Knights shut out the Red Hot Penguins. Both teams are now 6-3. Marc-Andre Fleury letting up no goals against his former team. Stars get a win over the Flyers 4-1. They Finally, both teams are failure, fail, failing to launch at the moment. Avalanche get a win 6-2 over the Lightning. Coyotes beat the Senators 5-2, 4-3 win for the Maple Leafs over the Bruins. That's 
Bruins have only lost one game in regulation so far this season. Shootout win for the Panthers over the Preds. Uh, Kings get a win over the Flames, 4-1. to one. And then the Sabres, they get a win over the Sharks, 4-3. to three. And the Sabres now 7-1-1. One, and one. Way to go, Sabres. Uh, let's look at uh, last today's games. Today's games. Uh, Canucks beat the Rangers 3-2. Uh, Wild beat the Canadians 4-3. Capitals are currently beating the Blackhawks by 1. It's 2-1 in that game. And the Jets and Oilers are tied at nothing. Uh, Oilers 7-1. Nice start for them. You know that team usually chokes a little bit this uh, after the first couple weeks. But uh, hopefully this is finally going to be their season. Flames and Ducks, uh, they'll be playing tonight at 9 p.m. Let's look at the standings. In the Atlantic Division, you got the Sabres, Bruins, Maple Leafs, Canadians, Lightning, Panthers, Red Wings, and then the Senators, right? Like I said, Sabres and Bruins have only lost one game in regulation. Maple Leafs aren't far behind them. They're one point behind Boston. And then if you're looking at the uh, at a wild card team, well, we'll look at the wild card teams in a moment. That's just for the Atlantic. Uh, let's take a look at our friends in the Metropolitan. This is, of course, my favorite division. Uh, Penguins are on What? The Penguins are on top? It's really a three-way tie between the Penguins, Hurricanes, and Capitals. Each team has 12 points. Islanders at 10. They have won four straight games. It was looking bleak for them, and they've really turned it around. Blue Jackets are behind them. They're at uh, eight points, and then you got the Devils, Flyers, and Rangers. If the playoffs ended uh, began right now, uh, you'd you'd have your two wild card teams being the Islanders coming from the Metro, and you have the Canadians coming from the Atlantic. Both teams have ten points. Going to the West, Avalanche are leading the Central Division. They've only lost one game so far, and it was to Pittsburgh. That's right. Uh, Predators they get a win uh, eight. I'm sorry, get a win. Huh? They're right behind them at eight, th- eight and th- four and three. Then you got the Blues at three and two. Jets, they have eight points. Uh, then you got the Blackhawks, Stars, and Wild. Wild have only won one game so far. That's a rough start for the Wild. In the Pacific, the Oilers are on top, followed by the Ducks. That's topsy-turvy. Uh, and then you have the Golden Knights, Canucks, Coyotes, Flames, Sharks, and Kings. Sharks having a rough start to the season. They're starting to turn it around. Uh, right now, if this season were to end, your two wild card teams would be the um it would be the Canucks and the Coyotes. Coyotes, by the way, they've won three straight. So uh maybe things are actually working out with Phil Kessel. Who knows? Alright folks. So instead of me sitting here and telling you my predictions for the NBA season, I thought you'd be interested in a little bit more statistics. I'm a math guy. I love numbers. This is 538 Dot com. As you know, they uh, they crunch the numbers on everything from presidential elections to sporting events to whatever else you can think of where numbers need to be crunched. Uh, so this is their ratings and where they think uh, some of these teams are going to end up. The Bucks have a greater than 99% chance of making the playoffs. Pretty good for the Bucks. Uh, they have the 49ers, I'm sorry, 76ers uh, going in a second, then the Raptors, Celtics, Pacers, Magic, Heat, and Nets. And for the most part... I pretty much agree with this. We all know the East is pretty lame. The Bucks and Sixers have two of the best rosters. The Raptors obviously lose um, lose Kawhi Leonard, but they're still in a weak conference, so there's still a good shot for them. I apologize. I have the hiccups. Whew. 
They also give the Bucks a 39% chance of making it to the NBA Finals and a 16% chance of winning the Finals. 76ers have a 13% chance. And beyond that, there's nobody else in the East, even in the double digits. That's a little sad. In fact, most teams are less than one. Raptors and Celtics have a 2% chance of winning the NBA championship. Um, And the Nets, that was the other one I wanted to talk about. So the Heat obviously looked better with Jimmy Butler. The Nets, you would think, would look better with Kyrie. But if Kyrie on a team of young players didn't really work in Boston, don't think it's going to work here. Uh, they're basically just going to bide their time until Durant comes back next season. Yeah, I would rank those Nets much higher. But for now, I'm I'm pretty content with that ninth place finish. For the rest of the East, for those who are curious, Pistons, Bulls, Wizards, Hawks, Cavs, Hornets, and in dead last, the New York Knicks. Shocker, right? Let's go to the West. Uh, Rockets are your number one team in the West. 98% chance of making the playoffs and a 26% chance of winning the NBA Finals. They're the only team with more than 20%. Behind them would be the Clippers at 18. And for those of you who are watching our YouTube channel, you can see the Clippers are in here at, um, they have an, eight, they have an 18% chance. They're, they're number third. Number third, number three. He got the Nuggets, then he got the Jazz. Warriors dip down big time without Kevin Durant. Lakers go up with um, Anthony Davis joining the Lakers. But they kind of lost a lot of players on that team. I just don't, and I... Oh, Davis and LeBron, it's going to be a great experiment. We'll see what happens. Mavericks and then the Thunder. Thunder weighing in in uh, eighth place in this conference, so they'll still make the playoffs. As we go down the list more, you got the Timberwolves, Trailblazers, Pelicans, Suns, Spurs, Kings, and Grizzlies. Big surprise here, the Spurs not making the playoffs this year. Uh, and that's going to that's gonna hurt. Pelicans will rise up just a little bit. They, do, uh, they don't have Zion. That's going to hurt. Trailblazers are also a surprise for me. I would have thought they'd um, they'd get in, but you know you have to think the East, um, the West has a lot of tough teams. I mean the Nuggets and Jazz are still pretty young, but you know the Rockets the Rockets got better, the Clippers got better, um, the War the, the Warriors did not get better, but the Lakers, Mavericks, Thunder, all of these teams in well not the Thunder they I think they got worse without Russell Wilson. Uh, Russell Westbrook, but that's that's just my old man take on it. And with that, we're going to wrap this little baby up. Special thanks, as usual, to Johanna Drago. She's the content designer, logo designer, and uh, content... Wait, content designer, logo designer, and set designer. Yeah, I knew it was something. For this podcast, she's also my wife, so I love her. Um, of course, we got to thank uh, Josh Woodward, uh... The song Golden Sunrise is what you hear on all our audio track going into an ad commercial at the end of the show. Uh, so you can find more music from him at uh, a link to his website can be found in the show notes. I'm sorry, Josh. I don't remember. Though. I think it's joshwoodward.com. Just look in the show notes. It's there. It's there and it's right. I use it all the time. Uh, of course, special thanks to our social media warriors. There's a bunch of them. Joe Calabro, Mary Kay Albert, always uh, liking our stuff. Uh, so thank you for that. Uh, and for those of you who don't, Hey, come on, guys. Like, share, comment, email, and Twitter at us. My email is Nick... Uh, sp- uh, what's my email? Sportsportsports at gmail.com? 
No, it's sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. I'm sorry. I'm totally out of it today, apparently. Sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find me on SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, and the Facebook. Just type in Sports 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 with Nick Drago. That's me. Uh, that's all I have for the show today. I'm going to go interview for a new coaching position over in uh, in Chicago. Maybe I can replace... Uh, oh, shoot. I should have worn my Cubs hat. I'm not going to stand up and put it on. Uh, so maybe I can replace Joe Madden out there because I could probably do a job, right? They hire coaches without experience all the time. Aaron Boone. Just saying. Just saying. I've watched a lot of baseball in my day. I think I could do it. So uh, vote for me for a new Cubs manager, unless they found one already, which I don't think they did. Stick with us, friends, because next week will be another brand new episode of Sports 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 with Nick Drago. I had a lot of fun today. Hope you had a lot of fun. Have a beautifully lovely evening.